Welcome to the Bridgeport Zone Podcast. I'm Carlos Ortega doing this podcast in memory and dedication of former Chief Police of Bridgeport E.J. Perez. Who wants no jail time? I'll explain. Sort of crazy, but first, let's get into a little Mr. Billy Doggett. Can we? I know people don't want to go to jail. I think it's the worst place for them to go. But for a man who flagrantly placed the mistrust and the distrust of the people of the city of Bridgeport, I think jail is a perfect place for him. And I understand all the hardships that he has to go through. But I'm sorry. There's only one place the man could go to. And that is jail. And I don't know why he would want not to go to jail. You know, it's... He committed a crime. He committed a crime. And what I find fascinating about it is a man who cheated, flagrantly tried to cheat to keep a job that... In reality, he was not qualified for. It's sort of a slap in the face. Slap in the face to the people of the city of Bridgeport. Why should he serve no jail time? Why? Well, the defendant, Armando A.J. Perez, former police officer of 37 years who faithfully served Bridgeport community and the entire his entire adult life. Let's get that straight. Before nearly losing everything over seven months, his career, reputation, most of his life savings on account of his willingness to cheat during the police selection process and then lied about it to federal investigators and memoranda filed in U.S. District Court. It's a cautionary tale that will be retold long after the case is over was supposed to be the crowning of an achievement of public servant's career. Instead, it has been his 
undoing. His own undoing. His own. And he had a little help. The man is named David Dunn, 73. He pled guilty also to these charges. Pretty much cheating to make A.J. Perez the chief of police of the city of Bridgeport. He cheated. He helped. Why should they not go to jail? I'm not going to say it's an excuse. It's a legitimate reason why they don't want to go to jail or he doesn't want to go to jail. A.J.'s age and hypertension makes him more likely to serious complications from COVID-19, although he may be fully vaccinated soon. Sending him to prison would be an increased likelihood of exposure to the disease and one of its variants. His vaccine would help protect him from the infection, but it cannot assure his safety. I hate to say this about a person who does not want to go to jail, but I'm sorry. Maybe he should have thought of that months ago when he did not want to cheat. He should have thought about that. I don't want to cheat. I don't want to cheat on something that I'm good at. I don't want to cheat the city of Bridgeport. I shouldn't. And he should not have. But he did. And the fact of the matter is, he did. So he wants no jail time. I think it's kind of out to a slap in the face. His age and hypertension makes him more likely to serious complications from COVID. I have hypertension. I have high blood pressure. I have heart disease. I got my first dose of the vaccination. I'm more likely than he to get COVID-19. Why is he so special? He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be at all. He cheated. He broke the law. He lied to federal authorities. And he wants us to feel pity for him. Pity in some way because he pretty much lost everything. I don't think so. Again, he cheated. There were two other candidates who were probably more qualified than he to be police chief. And he cheated. He wanted the contract. He wanted it badly. He would do anything to get at that contract. He would do anything. He got caught. What's the problem here? He doesn't want to go to jail. He wants to spend the rest of his days in, how would we call it, house arrest. No. No. He's no Joe Schmo. He's the former police chief of the city of Bridgeport. And if the federal judge, Cara Dooley, the magistrate, gives him that, she should be ashamed of herself. She should be. There is no absolute reason he should get this. None. He shouldn't. 
He should go around telling people what to do and think he can get away with it. He can't. He can't. He has to pay $299,407 in restitution. He and David Dunn. Grand total. To accomplish this, he and his wife liquidated most of their savings, leaving only a small portion along with his pension, his wife's modest salary, to pay their mortgage and repay over $125,000 in school loans for their children. You know, again, nobody asked you to cheat. You did this on your own. You had a pretty good conspiracy theory about what you wanted to do when it came down to being the permanent chief of police, which, by the way, you were going to sign a contract. It was supposed to be a five-year contract worth, I don't know. I don't know how much a chief of police got. Last checked, quarter of a million dollars a year. How did that work out for you? How did that work out for you? Did not work out well for you, did it? Here's another quote. There's no dispute about what happened when it comes to AJ's involvement. He cheated during the process and then lied about it afterwards. Okay, yeah, he lied about it. It's it's amazing how when it comes down to the bare knuckles of everything and people don't want to go to jail, people don't want to go to jail. He relied on assistance from two fellow officers to prepare his, his cover letter and resume. These same officers helped him complete the questionnaire and essay questions. AJ did not issue an order to these officers that they do it for him. In fact, he thought they do so willingly, but not disclose that he received help. He got it anyway. So I have no idea what AJ Perez wants. No jail time for He committed a crime. He wanted to be in the top three so he can get that contract. And he cheated. He allowed his personal ambitions and self-serving rationalizations such as the well-worn sentiment of how things are done in Bridgeport to cloud his better judgment. That pretty much states the fact. He was confronted by the FBI, asked questions about it. He lied, got caught. Why did he lie? To avoid the consequences of his wrongful conduct to prevent the world knowing that the process had been corrupt, that he did not get the police chief's position on his own merits. He desperately wanted to hide those facts from not coming out. Very true. Another quote. Mr. Perez is a humbled man, and he has been shamed and vilified both locally and nationally, confronting multiple lawsuits that threaten the financial security of his family. One of those suits includes the Connecticut Attorney General to reduce or revoke his municipal pension, particularly harsh consequence given the pensions were earned and best of entirely prior to the instant offenses. Amazing. He wants to be a free man. Does not want to face the consequences. Hey, in reality, I don't blame him. But also, I would say, if that was an ordinary person who had ordinary things, who did a lot of ordinary stuff, like committed a few crimes, saying, I have this hardship, I have that hardship, he would not be saying, hey, 
Let's give him a break. No. Send him to jail is what he would say. Send him to jail. And that's what I think the judge in this case should do to him. And the next person I'm going to talk about. That's next. I mentioned David Dunn, the situation that was going on with E.J. Perez, and he also pled guilty to the charges. So what makes them so different? Well, simply, David Dunn pretty much went along for the ride. He pretty much used his power, his influence, to help A.J. Perez cheat. And that's not going to fly either how are people in the city of Bridgeport going to rely on good valuable lessons in life like doing the right thing doing the best you can all that stuff how are they going to learn that from a guy who's 73 years old and should go to jail he should go to jail I'm sorry it's incomprehensible now I don't know if he asked for house arrest and I don't care if he didn't ask for house arrest it's just mind-boggling for him or AJ Perez to ask for these type of sensing recommendations if that was as I said if that was Joe Schmo to laugh at him and say you got to be kidding me You cheated. You cheated the public trust. And I don't know if there's any way out of it. They have to go to jail. David Dunn did it out of an abundance of loyalty. I get that. I really do. But I don't think anybody... If anybody could sit there and say, I shouldn't go to jail, I should face house arrest. No, go to jail. Bernie Madoff stole billions from people out of their pension plans. He's going to rot in jail for the rest of his life. How come they can't? It might be two years, but to them will be the rest of their lives. It just doesn't comprehend to me that people just don't want to go to jail. It's only two years, 730 days lost of your life. No Christmas, no Thanksgiving, no anniversaries no birthdays, all that, all because you want one guy to be the police chief of the city of Bridgeport. One man. And in hindsight, he wasn't even qualified for the job. There are others who were more qualified 
at that job. I don't see them saying, oh, H, you need to go to jail. You need to stop this. You need to not let the dam from flowing over. It's busted. You can't let this go on forever. You need to move on. Move on. David Dunn, the same thing. You're no longer the director of personnel in Bridgeport. You need to move on. You need to move on to something that you can say to yourself, go in peace, have a little self-esteem left what you have, and move forward. Who knows? You may have an epiphany. You may have an epiphany to say, you know, if I would have done it differently, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people want to do things differently. A lot of people. But they don't. They live with the regret. So you got two years, two years of your life, if the judge gives it to you. Who knows how it is in federal jail? You might get two years, you might get a year, a year of good behavior. The judge might say, nah, you're going to jail for two years. Go, go away. Go ahead, go to jail. Enjoy it. It's not a country club. It's not L.A. It's jail. And like I said before, how people want to avoid jail. Like A.J. does. Avoid jail. You get three square meals a day. Get a little work in. You may have to work here or there. Why you want to avoid jail? You committed a crime. You, David Dunn. You, A.J. Perez. You committed a crime. And here's another thing. They've gone on and had these delays and so forth and moved the case back and so forth. Now, it's Judgment Day. Coming up. There's sentence. And they want house arrest. They want all of this. <sighs> A little deep breath there so I can tell you this. You can't quantify what these guys did. Again. He cheated. He helped. A.J. Perez, David Dunn. They cheated the city of Bridgeport's public trust. And better yet, they don't even live in Bridgeport. They don't. One lives in Trumbull, the other lives in Stratford. Two men who don't live in the city violated the people's public trust. And you don't want them to go to jail? I would think you would. 
I just want to know this. With all the crime that's going on here, this is like uh, cheating, not a crime. Seriously, nobody got hurt. But the public trust was damaged. These guys thought they could get away with it. Why? Why would anybody let the public trust be up for sale? Why would they? Do you think they would? Do you want them to? That's all wholeheartedly up to you. And up to a judge. Because nobody is not going to do it for you. It has to be done with a very abundance of caution and a very abundance of know-how. Because, in all honesty, it ain't going to be that easy for anybody. It isn't. It just isn't. You're going to have to, you know, scour the the walkways and so forth. It's just not going to happen like that. It's going to take a lot. A lot of, um, how would I say it? A lot of thought, a lot of ingenuity, and a lot of people who should be the right people hired to do the job that they're qualified for. Again, he did this because he wanted to show a little loyalty. He did this because this is the way things are done in Bridgeport. You got to do a little cheating to do that. It's not how it works. Somehow, some way, the FBI saw that somebody in the city didn't have a spine for this. And somehow, some way, someone through certain levels of mistrust and misguidance, said, eh, I don't think I could go through this. I don't think I can. I don't think I even want to. But they didn't do it. They didn't do it at all. And that's the thing that many people have to get. If you think the public trust in Bridgeport, Connecticut, can be taken or taken back, you have something coming. It's not that hard. It has to be done. They have to go to jail. They must go to jail. If they don't go to jail, this city has problems. The federal judge has problems. I don't want to get in trouble. She's going to make the decision. I'm just saying there has to be a little trust that goes a long way to letting the people of the city of Bridgeport know that our public trust is not up for sale. Not up for sale. So please, sentencing recommendations, I I would like to see the judge in case sentence him by the recommendations 
by the federal government. They lied. They violated the city of Bridgeport's trust. They should be punished as such. Not rewarded. House arrest or any type of sentence. Like I said, Bernie Madoff is rotting in jail for the rest of his life. They should get some jail time. More after this. Did you see what Major League Baseball did by canceling the All-Star Game? Not canceling, moving the All-Star Game to another venue because of Georgia's voting laws, which they passed this past year, restricting pretty much everything people in the state of Georgia that cannot do anymore, including being given water while standing at a polling place. Now, forget about the politics for a moment. Here is the thing that you have to understand. If you do something like that, if you're a state legislator, any state, any state that does that, you are bound to get things like this happen to you. It happened in North Carolina where they passed transgender laws and so forth. The NBA promptly pulled their all-star game out and then suddenly they changed their mind about the law. It's people who are run in Republican states that do this. And the only reason why they do it is because of what happened in the previous election. They don't like losing. They never like losing. They don't want to lose. They think they should win every election. And since they can't win an election by the mere politics and facts and so forth, they have to cheat. And that's what they're doing. They don't want people to vote. They don't want people of black and brown color to vote. They want to restrict their means to vote. And they don't want to give them water. So with that, if you're a state that passes these laws restricting people to vote, expect backlash. Expect the backlash like Major League Baseball did. And years ago, like the NBA did, because that's what's going to happen. Now, the Super Bowl, I don't know who has it. I think Los Angeles has the Super Bowl. If Atlanta's up for the Super Bowl in the coming years, you think they're going to get it? No way. No way they're going to get a Super Bowl. So with that, people should understand this. If you put public pressure on any state, any state, including Connecticut, that 
has these laws in place like Georgia has, and you have a baseball stadium or a basketball arena or so forth, what have you, and they don't want to host the uh, all-star game or championship game in that city, that costs money. Not only putting it on, but for your city or town or state. You see, here's the thing. Politics and sports never mix. They never mix. Because there is always going to be a backlash on things that are done. And that's the problem here. Nobody wants to face the backlash. They say, oh my goodness. I didn't know this was going to happen. I didn't know the people at Major League Baseball was going to say, hey, we're going to shift the All-Star game from Atlanta to wherever they're going to put it. You should have known that when you made the friggin' law in the first place. How did you not expect people to say, I do not want the Major League Baseball game called the All-Star game to be played here or any other All-Star game or any other championship game because that's what's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're not going to have your championship game to be played there. It's the way it is. It's called the backlash. It's the backlash of one state government doing something that they feel, they wholeheartedly feel, it's the right thing for the state of Georgia. When in reality, it isn't. It just isn't. And they think it's right for them because they had Trump losing by 11,000-some votes in the state of Georgia, which, in which, by the way, he should have won. But people in that state rose up and said, no, this is a problem politically. It's also a problem economically. You don't want to lose dollars because you have a bunch of idiots in state government making laws that just are not in the best interest of the people of your state. That's what's happened. Rob Manfred said, no all-star game, Atlanta. You have a voter suppression law. Everybody says it's voter suppression. It'll probably go to the Supreme Court. It will be contested. Who knows how the good old justices of the Supreme Court think, how they'll think. But that's the problem you have. You have a problem here. And for all other 50 states, including my state of Connecticut, that uses politics, uses law to get things passed, guess what? Think of the economic consequences to this. This is not going to be as easy as you think. This is not going to be ho-hum, hey, we passed a law, who cares, goodbye. You just lost the biggest event in baseball history, the All-Star Game. Why? 
because of one man. One man that didn't win your state. And now guess what? Other states are following along. But I asked those states one question. Do you really think you want to follow a man who put us in the predicament that we're in right now? And I'm not talking about the all-star game. I'm talking about the predicament that we're in right now. Think about that for a moment. You're following a man who in hindsight you should never had supported. But now he's your messiah. He is your guy, your messiah. And you're following his lead. Boy, I wish you the best of luck. Because guess what? The economic impact of this law and many laws to come is just the beginning. And that's going to do it for this podcast. You can also catch my podcast on worldpress.com along with many other podcasting formats. It's the Bridgeport's own podcast. I'm Carlos Ortega. I will see you at 9 p.m. on wherever you get your podcast. Catch you later.